Hey guys, I want to thank you for joining us for another Wednesday devotional. I hope you guys are as blessed as these as I am going and, and giving, giving them to you and having the time to you know, go through the word with you guys on a weekly basis. I know I enjoy it a lot and I hope you guys do as well. And you know, if you're watching again, thank you guys so much for supporting us. And you know, I want to encourage you to share it, tell your friends about it, get the news out there so we can reach more people with these devotionals that we do on a weekly basis. So we've gotten, you know, been doing it for a while and I'm just, I'm just super excited. And, you know, I want to see more people being able to be ministered to and, and, and uh, listen to these podcasts as well and, and see it on YouTube or however else they're watching these. But I want to get into it today and I'm going to talk on the, the concept of freedom from sin. And how we as Christians need to understand that we have the ability to walk free from sin. You know, I know a lot of people, including myself, you know, had this mentality or would say it's like, well, you know, we all sin every day kind of thing. You know, and I, I, I myself thought this for a while until I started going back into the word and on further contemplation and further study. I realized that that doesn't have to be the case, you know. We've got to come to realize that as Christians through Christ Jesus and by the grace of God, we have the ability, we have the grace and we have the freedom and power over sin. So it shouldn't dominate our lives. It shouldn't be a huge stronghold in our lives. It shouldn't be something that we're, we feel like we're bogged down by or, you know, focused on or we're never good enough or we're always just going to keep making mistakes after mistakes after mistakes. But realize that through Christ Jesus and because of his grace, we are free from sin and we can overcome it in our lives. And, you know, I want to talk about the one thing that, you know, we need to all understand is where does sin get its power? Where does the power of sin come from? You know, and it's very simple. The power of sin comes from the law, especially if it's prescribed or, or explained and used incorrectly. You know, I'm not saying that the law itself is bad. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if you focus solely and only on the law, it can become a form of bondage for you. And, you know, it gives sin its power over your life. Because the purpose of the law, why Jesus instituted, instituted it and set it for us, you know, when he gave it to Moses and that kind of stuff, was so that we, it was simply to show that humanity, us as mankind, is in need of a savior. That's the purpose of the law. It's to show us that we need a savior, that we need Jesus. No, the law wasn't given to make people perfect. It's not going to make anybody perfect. You can try to live as best you can according to the law, according to the rules, according to the regulations, and it's not going to make you perfect. You know, the law was never designed to set people free. It doesn't deliver people. The law, the law was never designed to be a basis to judge a person's righteousness. And I know a lot of times, too, we as Christians, you know, sometimes if we mess up or we make mistakes as we're growing in Christ, we, we feel like, oh, I'm such a horrible person or I'm not holy enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not this enough because I keep making mistakes or we'll use the law to judge other people. We'll look at what other people do and say, well, 
at least I'm not like that person. You know, I'm not as bad as that person. And we kind of like use it to, to measure our own goodness, our own holiness, you know? We'll be like, well, I'm not a murderer, so I'm a good person. Or I didn't steal, so I'm a good person. Or I try to help poor people, so I think I'm a good person. And we use the law as our baseline for judging, judging what is good, what is right, and what is holy. And that's not what it was made to do. You know, the law also was never designed to justify us. It wasn't something that we can use to justify and say, well, I'm, I'm a good person because of this and this and this, you know, because I follow the law because I do this, you know. James 2.10, it says, For one who attempts to keep all the law of Moses, but fails in just one point, has become guilty of breaking the law in every respect. So what's it saying? It says if you break any aspect of the law, it doesn't matter what it is, then you break the entire law. <laughs> I know some of you guys are listening to me right now and you're like sitting here like, well, didn't you tell us it was possible to live free from sin? Like, that doesn't sound like what you said. Like, that sounds like it's impossible not to sin, you know? And, you know, his disciples, Jesus's disciples had the exact same question to Jesus because there's a man, a rich young ruler that came to Jesus and he said, God, I've done this. You know, I've lived according to the law. I've uphold all the rituals since I was born. You know, I've gone, I've, I've upheld the Sabbath. I'm, I'm good to my neighbor. You know, I've kept the Ten Commandments my entire life. But he said, but he knew something else was missing. He's like, something else is missing. He's like, I've done all this good stuff, but I know something else is missing. What must I do to be saved? You know, and Jesus said, sell all that you have and follow me. And it says the rich young ruler left sad and disheartened because he had great possession and he wasn't willing to give it up. And his disciples were talking to Jesus and they're like, dude, like that's harsh. Like this guy lived a perfect life. He did this. He did this. You know, he's such a good man. And you're telling him he can't still be saved. And you see his issue, the rich young ruler, ruler's issue was he was trying to see what can I do in myself what works can I do that will lead to my salvation? And Jesus was telling him, it's not by your works. It's not by idols. It's not by your wealth, but you've got to give up everything and follow me. Why? Because only through Jesus can we have freedom from sin. You know, this is what he says to the disciples in Matthew 19, 25 through 26. After hearing this, the disciples, it says, they were stunned and bewildered. And his disciples asked him, then who in the world can be saved? Like you tell him he does all this stuff and he's not saved. They're like, who can be saved? You know, and Jesus says, looking in their eyes, Jesus replied, humanly speaking, no one because no man can save himself. But what seems impossible to you is never impossible to God. See, Jesus is telling his disciples that nothing we can do, no matter how good we think we are, can save us. Only through Jesus, through Christ himself, can we rise above sin. So we can't overcome sin by ourselves, in ourselves, judge it by the law or anything like that, because we will always fall short of the standard of the law. We will. You know, that's what Jesus is saying. Like, look, you in humankind by itself cannot be saved. You can only be saved through Christ Jesus, through me. So the law, again, was never instituted so we can be perfect, but so we can recognize our need for a savior and recognize sin. 
Romans 3.20 tells us, it says, for by the merit of observing the law, no one earns the status of being declared righteous before God. So what's he saying? He says, just by observing the law, if you do good according to the law, you cannot earn the status of being declared righteous before God. He said, for it is the law that fully exposes and unmasks the reality of sin. So it's saying the law doesn't make us righteous. The law doesn't justify us. The law unmasks sin. It allows us to recognize what is right and what is wrong. It allows us to recognize, hey, I am not perfect, so I need Jesus. That's all the purpose of the law. That's what it's made to do. It's so we know we need Jesus. You know, it wasn't meant for us to uphold to a T. Now, I want to kind of talk about freedom through grace. And I'm going to, you know, hit on that too, about it wasn't meant for us to uphold to a T because there's, there's some to the law. Like I said, Jesus came so that law should be fulfilled, but I'm going to explain that a little further on. So keep listening. Anyways, we have freedom through grace. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who we knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Romans 4, 5 says, but to him who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness. And Romans 3, 24 says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So what are all these things saying? It's saying we're not justified by the law. We're not made righteous by the law. We're not made pure by the law, by our works, by what we do. We are made pure. We are made holy. We are made righteous by faith in God. We are made pure. We are made holy. We are made righteous by faith in Jesus Christ. And it's as simple as that. We receive it by his grace through the redemption. You know, and he says in, in Romans 4, 5, it's not by works. It's not by what you do. It's not by upholding the law. But him who is justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness. His faith, his faith, his faith. So we arise above sin by our faith in Christ Jesus through his grace. So it means we're not justified by the law, but we're justified by grace through Jesus. You see, grace gives us the ability to walk free from sin, not to condemn ourselves according to the law. Grace goes after the root of sin, our broken nature, our, broken, our brokenness. It changes our heart, whereas the law just manages sin's fruit. So you see, grace allows us to become a new person, a new nature, someone who's not substitute, who's not bound, who doesn't have to be led about by our carnal fleshly nature, isn't bound by sin anymore, but we are set free. You see, grace gives us freedom from sin, not freedom to sin. Basically, grace is saying, I set you free. I've forgiven you. You're no longer condemned according to the law. Now live righteously. That's what it is. It gives us the ability to live righteously. It gives us the ability to live holy. It gives us the ability to, 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 to live <clears throat> as a good example, to live as a Christian, you know, to do things that normally by nature we wouldn't have been able to do. But because of Christ Jesus, we can 
That's why he was saying humanly on your own, it's impossible. But with God, what seems impossible to you is possible. So, you know, on our own, it's impossible for us to live outside of sin or to live, you know, free from sin. But with God, it becomes possible to live free from sin. So we've got to understand that we are dead to sin and alive in Christ. Romans 6, 1 through 12 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may increase? God forbid, how shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? So what's Paul talking about? Because throughout Romans, he was talking about the grace of God and how we're not justified by our works, we're justified by grace. And it doesn't matter what we do in, in life, God will still forgive us, God will still um, make us holy, God will still make us pure. It doesn't matter if we're circumcised, doesn't matter if we're Greek, you know, he's, he was hitting Jew or Gentile, doesn't matter how you were raised, doesn't matter what you've done in your past, none of that matters. It doesn't matter what you're doing. He said, it's by grace. God gave you, God saves you, you are justified by grace through Jesus Christ, by having faith in him, by believing in him, by accepting what he did on the cross, we then immediately are justified by faith in Christ Jesus because we are accepting God and we're accepting what he did for us. That's how, that's how we're made free. You know, but because of that, he was saying, that doesn't mean that you should just live however you want to, you know? He's like saying, God forbid, you know, just because you're set free from the law doesn't mean you don't have to, you know, try to live accord, you know, try to live <clears throat> a righteous lifestyle or try to live after God, you know, try to follow him, listen to his commandments, be obedient to the guiding of his Holy Spirit, seeking him, searching him, finding his will for your life. All of these things we need to do as Christians because the closer we get to God, the more we know him intimately, the more we have a relationship with him, the easier it will be for us to walk free from sin because we won't, we'll be changed. We'll be different. We'll be Christians. You know, that's what he's saying. In Romans 6, 12, 6, 12 he says, Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. Do not yield your members. And when he talks about members, he's talking to your body. Do not allow your body or your members to sin as instruments of unrighteousness. But yield yourself to God as those who are alive from the dead and your bodies to God as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. So what's he saying? He says, look, if you believe in God, yield to God, serve God, and you will be an instrument of righteousness. It's just part of searching after God, you know? And he says, sin won't have dominion over you. Meaning when we become Christians, when we're saved, when we give our lives to Christ, sin doesn't have power in our lives anymore. It doesn't have a right to come in us. It doesn't have a right. We're not like, you know, attached by chains, being drugged drug around by the conditions and whims of the flesh anymore, or by our emotions, because we have the spirit of God living inside of us that empowers us to rise above it. You know, Paul is telling everybody that we are free from sin. You're free from it. You're free from sin. Well, I don't know. I just said, no, you're free from it. You're free from it. You're free from it. He says, it's not your master. It has no control over us and it cannot dominate us. So we are free to give ourselves fully to Christ. We are free to pursue God with all that we have. And in doing so, it will produce fruits of righteousness. Romans 6.19 says, 
I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you have yielded your members as slaves to impurity and iniquity, leading to more iniquity, even so now yield your members as slaves to righteousness and unto holiness. So what's he saying? We're dead to sin. It has no longer, it's no longer in our lives. It can no longer rule us. It's no longer our master. So since it's no longer our master, let's yield to God. Let's follow after God. Let's live to be pleasing to him so that we are now slaves to righteousness, that we are now ruled by righteousness, that we are now ruled by holiness so we can walk according to his ways. That's what he's saying. You know, and I want to end today on some questions to really get you guys thinking and meditating on what it means, you know, to be free from sin. You know, because if, if Paul said we're free from sin, if it says in the Bible and Romans, it has no dominion over us, you know. So if we're free from it, how can I continue to identify as a sinner? Well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, at one time I was a sinner, but now I am the righteousness of Christ Jesus. I'm not a sinner anymore. I'm his child. I'm his son. I'm walking in his righteousness. I'm walking in his holiness. I'm wearing his robes. So I don't need to identify as a sinner. That doesn't mean looking down on everybody else because they make mistakes. Like I talked earlier, you know, because they fall short of the law because we can't judge people according to the law. We judge according, you know, we don't do that. We just follow the grace of God. But understanding that what he did for us, he, he says, look, you're no longer a sinner. You're my son. So we can't go around claiming to be sinners if we're set free. It doesn't make sense. And if you're dead to sin, you know, it says I'm dead to sin. Why do I say sin is alive in my life? If I'm righteous through faith, why do I feel like I have to earn it by works? If sin has no dominion over me, why do I live as I think, as, as, as though it does. So I want to hit on that one too. If sin has no dominion over me, why do I live as though it does? Don't keep submitting yourself to the flesh. Don't keep submitting yourself to temptation. Don't keep submitting yourself to these things. Because basically you're saying, look, sin has no right in my life. So I don't have to do these things. I might feel tempted. I might want to do this, but I don't have to because it doesn't rule me. It's not my master. It's, you know, it's not my slave driver, so to say. We are set free from sin through Christ Jesus. We can walk in dominion over sin. We can walk in dominion with Christ and we are covered by his righteousness. Not righteousness earned by works, but righteousness given by God through grace. And all we have to do is accept it through faith. So I really hope this hope help hope I'm getting all tongue tied. <laughs> I really hope this helped you guys today. And, you know, just really got you thinking about that and understanding who we are in Christ Jesus and what it means as a Christian to walk free from sin. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast today and God bless.